swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and anger a million people with our bad faith arguments. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about another film on the list. Shocker. Charlie's, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin's last depiction of the tramp, Modern Times. Modern Times was released on February 25th, 1936, starring Charlie Chaplin, Henry Bergman, and Paulette Goddard. Before we go trying to roller skate at Macy's, I have to ask you to leave a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms. Yeah, give us a thumbs up. Uh, tell your friends. You know, tell us how we're wrong, how we're right, how we're good, how we're bad, all the things. But yeah, what makes you happy today? I don't think it's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's anything. I'm uh, I'm generally a moody dude today. I'm, my team just got beat in the Carabao Cup. My uh, the politician I'm rooting I was rooting for in the Nigerian elections got lost. Uh, yeah, this weekend has been quite the uh, you know quite the disaster. Not disaster, but it's been disappointing. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, yeah. my friend. That's that's not fun. But there's got to be something that makes you happy, though. Well, Elon Musk is not helping. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think that uh, just my kid, my kid is a uh, my kid and my wife. They seem to be in a good mood, and they're looking forward to a parade. We're probably going to go for this this afternoon. But yeah, it's been quite hard for me this morning. Oh. Well. That's unfortunate. You know, I hope it's Modern fine. Times cheered you up yesterday or whenever you watched the movie. No, that's a strong yeah. statement you have there. <laughs> There's hope. There's always hope. There's no. hope. There's hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for me, what, what, about, I was yeah, just what, about to ask. How about you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm just kind of hanging out. Uh, I've been. You know, I've been getting into kind of planning out, making meals and, you know, cooking more and all that kind of stuff. And I generally enjoy that. So, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Make a little Are you using one of those meal delivery? Um... No, I did in oh, the past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did in the past. Um, I do not uh, believe the claims that they do. Please sponsor us. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I do not fully believe the claims that they are cheaper than grocery shopping. I hope yeah. they prove me wrong. I don't think that they can do that. Well, if they do sponsor us, we'll use that as an opportunity to test it out. And we, if we do find that to be the case, we'll let our viewers know. Exactly. Listeners, even. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Listeners. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, no, things are things are good. Um, I'm busy at work, but in a good way. Like, I, I got this gigantic project, and it's, it's fun. It's a lot of unknowns, and that's fun. And yeah, that's good. Good times. All right. So, modern times. Good times are modern times. <laughs> um, this is the first time I saw a Charlie Chaplin movie. Okay. How about you? how about yourself? This is the first time I ever saw a Charlie Chaplin Charlie Chaplin film too. The only the closest I ever got was watching them criticize Charlie Chaplin on Blackadder. Um, I don't know if you know about the Blackadder TV show, but. Uh, there's an episode where they spent the whole time talking about how horrible Charlie Chaplin was for comedy. <laughs> and that was like, that was my entry into Charlie Chaplin. 
um, and they sent a telegram to him saying, Charlie Chaplin, please stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is my first time watching uh, a Charlie Chaplin film. Okay, yeah. I saw clips of it because, yeah, for reasons, I'll go into it in, in the arguments, I guess. Um, or the sidebar, depending on where we land. Um, where do we land? Let's flip a coin. What's going to be... Heads for me. Heads for Mr. Raji. Heads. Okay. I'm going to argue against this film. All right. Yeah, I, I kind of felt the vibe that you were not really uh, really gelling with, with this one. Well, I wouldn't say that I wasn't gelling. I would say that, you know, the gag gets old. <laughs> the gag got old. The gag got old. Anyway. Well, <laughs> let's let's hear the gags we're talking about and hear synopsis and then go straight into the arguments. Modern Times is a 1936 comedy drama film directed by Charlie Chaplin, which follows the misadventures of the factory worker during the Great Depression. Through physical comedy and satire, the film comments on the dehumanizing effects of industrialization and the struggles of the working class. The Tramp struggles to survive in the modern industrial world, facing unemployment, chaos of work, and a wrongful imprisonment after being caught up in a workers' demonstration. After his release, he meets and falls in love with a young orphan girl, and together they try to build a life for themselves. Despite its age, Modern Times remains a classic and influential film, widely regarded as one of Chaplin's greatest works. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. All right, uh, wonderful gentlemen and ladies and humans in general who are listening to our podcast. This movie is, uh, is it a brisk 87 minutes, but an 87 minutes that feels like it's too long still. Because the themes of the movie are addressed at the very beginning, and it just cycles through different situations. And it became a situational comedy where the same themes are repeated over and over and over again. And initially, you feel somebody who is overwhelmed by a change in times, um, and you feel for the character. And by the end of the film, you realize he's so incompetent at what he's doing, and you lose all interest in caring for him. Um, my problem with the film, the physical comedy was good. Um, the first few times, you know, the first... 25 minutes, especially while he's in the industry. Um, but once you realize it's almost the same gags he's doing over and over and over again, and you wonder, what does this have to do with modern times? What does uh, skating by the ledge and Macy's, what does that have to do with modern times? Um, you kind of feel like the plot got missing. Uh, the plot got lost to uh, to make way for the gags that he was trying to pull. Um, so that's that's my take on this film in general. Hmm, interesting. I think the the reason why this movie is great, and I think it, it sticks out among all the movies that we've seen because it's the first that is uh, kind of a semi-talky, <clears throat> right? It's the first from, from that era, and... Um, the first where we have that um, narrative device of, of, of title cards. Uh, so it's 
it it feels different. I think we need to acknowledge that it's far removed from the conventional movies nowadays. So it feels like structurally it's it's a little different. Um, so I want to acknowledge that. But I think what it accomplishes very well is uh, it's a social commentary that is still true to its day. Right? We we have a story about exploiting the workforce, you know, faster, 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 and and you know, more for profit and everything uh whenever there's a strike everybody will will get put up to the street loses their jobs depression rinse and repeat um to the point where people that go to jail are happier than people that are not in jail (laughs) which is bizarre but okay um i think we've acknowledged that we both this is the first charlie Chaplin movie we've seen this is the first time witnessing the tour de force that Charlie Chaplin was for me. Uh, that dude has a physicality to him that is insane. Uh, like keenly aware, but very, very sharp in, in his movements. Um, and not only is he the main actor, he also directed this. He wrote the music for it. So a truly, you know, tour de force and, and what he does. Um, and, you know, I mean, comedy, you know, hit or miss, I think comedy is very cultural and also very timely. So there's lots of repetition, yes. Um, but w- what he accomplishes is, is, is amazing. And I think lastly, if we just put this into into the, the context of the time, 36, 1936, uh, what it does visually is incredible. We have in the factory, we have this gigantic machinery gears, and I'm not entirely sure what's real, what's not, um, because I know that worked a lot with matte paintings as well, uh, very seamlessly, and it looks really, very good. Um, there's a lot of back proje- projection to to add some movement in the background. It's amazing. And then we also have uh, like video surveillance big brother style with the factory owner which is amazing for that time so i guess to sum it up i th- it's while it might not be a movie that is uh you know con- confirming with modern standards of of storytelling pacing and all that it is timeless in the performance and the visuals and how it achieved kind of a it, it's a masterclass in kind of visual effects for that time i think that's that's remarkable and uh yeah that's all i have to say so how would you say it compares to spider-man in the graphical effects <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> I mean, again, you you know, you have to look at it from a. This is nineteen thirty six. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that I think you make a fair point. I think that the the design, the you know, the uh, the you know, the technical achievement of the film um, was superb. I I, to, I don't disagree with you. I think that you know, like you said, his physical comedy uh, was superb as well, but. We're talking about a film that is 90 minutes long, right? 87 minutes specifically, but you know, around 90 minutes long. How much of how much of the gag? Um, how much would you say 
that this movie actually relies on the gags and how much does it rely on story? Because this story, this movie is still supposed to tell us a story, even through the gags, even through the misfortune. Um, it's still supposed to tell us a story. And you may have alluded lightly to it, but I think this movie is predominantly gags that not necessarily play a role in the overall story, but I feel like becomes the center of of the main of the main theme. It becomes a movie about how much gag can I get through within this time frame before we switch to the next scene. Um, and you know, they, you, you make the argument that you know everybody's happy to be in jail. I don't think that was essentially proven. I think that he was happy to be in jail because he feels like his life was going to uh, going to hell. Um, but nobody else, because he, the reason why he got freed from jail was because he stopped a couple of people who were trying to escape from jail. Um, and the only reason he stopped them was because he got some nose powder. And, you know, I'm convinced that, you know, that's the... Anyway, I can't say it because it's a family-friendly podcast, but it starts with a C. Um and if you like Coca-Cola, you're a big fan of it. Um, so it's a, it's a very interesting scenario where the first 20 minutes kind of gives you everything you need to know about this film, right? It talks about the difference, how, how you workers are overwhelmed, how Big Brother watches you, how, um, you know, people... Uh, trying to get used to the new times. But after those first 20 minutes, it doesn't tell you anything new. There's nothing new after those 20 minutes. So it just becomes a gag after a gag. Oh, I wonder what would happen if we get a house. Oh, I'll buy a house and we'll make chicken and we'll eat it. Um, and they have two different perspectives about it. I want to go back to jail. I want to stay away from jail. The themes just keep repeating after those first 20 minutes all the way to the very end. And I think that if you're a big fan of physical comedy, I can understand why you would like this film. But we've been watching a lot of movies about, you know, uh, movies that try to say something. Um, and outside of the gags, uh, outside of the, um, you know, the situational comedy, comedic, comedic situations, and, and by the end of the film, you already know this character is incompetent. Um, every single role he gets, he fails at it, um, and you begin to wonder, what is he actually good at? Um, why is this woman attracted to him? Uh, you know, there are many questions that you have to to have to wonder about by the end of the film. And I didn't, I don't say that, I'm not saying entirely that I didn't like the film, I'm not enjoying it, but I, I, I feel like this movie may be slightly overrated for what it's supposed to be. That's my perspective on it. Hmm. I do think there's a, there's a through line in this that uh, it's, it's kind of the pursuit of happiness, right? I, I think that's what we're seeing. The um, you're saying he's not good at anything. I think the that is not entirely true. He true. is good at. Uh, I mean, his he's good as, at performing. I, I like at the end. Like I, he he would have had a solid job at that restaurant as mm -hmm. a performer. She would have she had a solid job at the restaurant as a performer, but then she got. Uh, locked up right and they they 
they flee. But um, it's, I think you can even go so far and say this is still relevant because like everybody is, is searching for their calling and for what they're good at in life and uh, what they enjoy doing and that helps them them uh, could thrive and and live and uh, we see him go through different stages at different jobs that don't, are are not working out for him because he's for whatever happens right and often that is very comedic um and through the comedy he's actually able to land the job that, mm -hmm. that where he thrives right so that's like i think as a as a meta story right it's it's about finding uh, what you truly love uh, and in in yourself um for her she just wants to be independent and needs to figure out a way to survive like she doesn't want to be locked up with her siblings which you know i think there's there's an argument to be made that that's kind of harsh that she just abandons her, <laughs> her siblings <laughs> And, and and doesn't really care about them at all after uh that's a little bizarre i think but you know that aside the i think what we're seeing is a movie about self discovery and uh, a critique on the kind of industrialized way of thinking of approaching life and how that's kind of contrary to um a lot of people that want to do their thing but and they don't fit into the box they don't they don't complete the puzzle right they're kind of outside of the of that industrial kind of mindset and i think it's pretty successful in telling that story and it's it's a fun story it's it's a fairly quick 90 minutes 87 minutes like <laughs> like to to be pathetic about a uh, minute story and uh, it's a quick watch so i, I would recommend watching it uh, if only for the visuals alone i think the visuals are, are really good and um like i said like um visual effects like that like they're amazing in this and like the that, internals of the internals of the uh like the internals of the machine he was in i thought that was pretty good yeah and you know i've i've i have seen and that's that's where you know it's like oh i know the scene i know the scene i know the scene um because i do kind of watch visual effects breakdowns and all that kind of stuff and oftentimes i see a lot of inspiration from from movies such as this you know the the big the, the famous the scene that we alluded to in the in the intro with the roller skating right on, on the open ledge that's that's a matte painting he was never in danger, obviously, right? But it looks so good. And they sell it because they move the camera. And it's so good. <laughs> so, you know, I'm I, I I thought this was good. And I I highly recommend watching this movie. It should probably be higher than 40, 49. Wow. That's a that's a strong statement. Uh, like I said, I mean the problem with this film is that there's very little to analyze. Um <clears throat> You know, the the interesting thing is this was the last trap movie 
uh, that uh, like Johannes mentioned. Um, and it was the last hurrah for the silent films because he started to do uh, voice films after this. So this was like the last hurrah for those kinds of films. Um, and it's, I, it, I, yeah, it's also the first time we hear his voice in a movie. Just did he, I don't think he spoke. I think his voice was dubbed in um, the stuff I think when he was the, singing. I, I think that was him, but that's what I read. I don't know. Sorry. Continue okay. your thought. Maybe, um, maybe it was him. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but when I was watching it, I, I felt like it was dubbed when he was doing this dance at the very end. Right. Um, the use of the radio and, you know, I was talking to, um, <clears throat> I was talking to Laura about this and she said, you know, in those days they would have a full orchestra in the movie theater who would do all the sounds. Um, and it was quite interesting to think about that. They would, the movies, the movie watching experience has come so, has, has become so different from what it used to be. Um, the amount of people that lost their jobs because of the fact that they moved to a, a uh, voiced films, um, to the talkies. You can't imagine all these musicians who used to go to the theaters in almost every region, just play music for every film. Those guys lost all their jobs. So the movie is a reflection of, of you know, a reflection of the times that it lived in. Um, and I think maybe that's the disconnect it had for me because I can't relate to those times. Um, and... Maybe that's where the weakness of the film falls falls flat. I also I also think that the story the plot wasn't great. I think the characters are okay. I think the main the main woman she did a great job. Um, the Goddard woman she did a, she was really good as an actress, and and in many cases she kind of carried the film. She was the heart of the film um, basically. Um, but every every it's like after the first twenty minutes, every scene I see with Charlie Chaplin is doing the same thing, just doing a gag that he probably had done in many of his other films. Um, because but I haven't seen any of them, so I can't I can't imagine uh, what they would look like. But I would say the first twenty minutes were very funny. The corn in his face that was that made me laugh, um, and a few other things. But then it became the same repetition. It's like okay, we're in a very bad situation. Do a gag, make everybody laugh, and I'll be like, I don't know about this. Would I say people should go check out the film? I would say, yeah, go watch the film. Maybe I was not in a good mood when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> not been a great weekend, um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm ready to go to the sidebar if you are. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. So yeah, I I, I share your critiques. Mm. Um, in my mind, when I thought about okay, what what are bad things I can bring up? I think the the humor that we see in Family Guy mm -hmm. is almost. It, it almost feels like it's taking a page out of out of Chaplin, because Family Guy is so is famous for overdoing it, mm. right? Like they do the joke and they do the joke again and they do it again and they do it one more time, <laughs> and the same same applies to the Terry Chaplin or the Tramp character. It seems like it's the first time I'm seeing this character. I suspect there's kind of a narrative between the between the movies. I don't know. Right, but but I would think that the character has 
that kind of slapstick uh, kind of ingrained in him. And I think they overdo pretty much every comedic element of this by at least one time. Um, and I want to, I kind of want to know why. Like, th- did they need to get to as close as 90 minutes as possible or not? Uh, because I'm sure, like, if you, if you edit it a little bit and take out w- one or two permutations of the same joke, um, it would be a little crispier and it would be, you know, would flow a little better, I think. I think that was my main criticism, too. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, the movie is short. It's 87 minutes, but it felt long because we kept seeing the same gag over and over again. Like, even right. within minutes of each other, it's like, oh, the guy, the conductor goes into the stereo, he comes out, ah, uh, he goes back in. He comes out, ah, uh, he goes back in. And you're like, okay, well, if you had done it twice, that would have been good, but I kind of know how this is going to play out. Um, so, yeah. Right. A, a good example is uh, towards the end in the ballroom when he's delivering the plate of food. Um, and they have a big dance number and they go and they, they tear, take them around and around. They do that once and they spend quite a amount of time to do that. Uh, and then everybody comes down and then they do it again. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> we've just seen the thing. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Like the performance, again, like he he's, in my opinion, at least, he's able to sell it with his performance because it's so good. But it's still very repetitive and, and a little too much. I I think if if there was any pro- if there was any issue I had with the film, it's exactly that. Um, it's like I can laugh the first few times I see it, but it's like I can laugh once the first time it happens. It's like, oh wow, that's great. You see it again, you're like, ah, that's interesting. Then you see it a third time. Uh, okay, I guess we're gonna keep doing it. And in some scenarios, they do it the fourth time. Um, so it's like, okay, let's get the story. The pacing of the story is. It's not as fast as it can be. It's an eighty. It's like it, it's ninety minutes, approximately. But you could have done this movie in seventy minutes, and you would have gotten the exact same points, and yep. you would have done. You would have had a tighter film. So yeah. it's like he. Then it's like in those in those in those periods, you lose focus of the exact plot of what you're trying to say. And it becomes a story about the gag. How did they do this gag? How did this? How is this happening? Why are they doing it again? And I think that's that's kind of where the movie lost me. I thought the movie was okay. I think anybody who wants to see this film should go ahead and see it. You know, it's 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 very funny in short bursts. Um, but I, I I think that I probably would never watch this movie again. Maybe I would. I don't know. It's like. I remember the first, the first twenty, like that first twenty minutes, when he was doing the screws and they wanted to test the new robot on him and they put the corn in his mouth and that was rolling. But even that gag, they did it multiple times, and I was like, okay, you know, the first time I laughed, the second time I laughed, I'm like, the third time, it's like, okay, why don't you just step out of the <laughs> step out of the machine and get it over with? Um, uh, even even the one he had with the screwdrivers where he was trying to tighten women's blouses. I was like, you did it one time, you did it two times. Okay, then you did it with the woman outside. What about another woman? And it's like, okay, I get it. You know, you're overwhelmed with the work, but it's kind of like the same gag over and over again. Yeah. I mean, the woman outside, that dress, like, 
costume department. What, what, what were you doing there? But <laughs> so I had another thought. And did that relationship between him and, and um, the female main character kind of feel weird to you? Yes, very much so. It it I felt kind of it felt kind of creepy to me because she obviously is not old enough to be on her own, so she, she must be was in her like sixteen, right? Yeah. Right, the, and he looks he, he looks pretty old, so it's yes. it's this weird like, ugh, what are you, ugh? Yes, that that definitely. I was really confused by that. I kept going, telling Laura like. Isn't she supposed to be like 16 in this film? She was 26 by the in her real age, and they were married at that point. But, oh, okay. I did not yeah, know. Yeah, but but I was saying to myself, like in this film, she's playing a 16 year old because her brothers got taken away, and she was supposed to be taken away, but she ran through the front door. She's just too young for all this, like living together in a home and you know with this old man whose role is just to keep making you escape your consequences of your actions. So, yeah, I wasn't too I wasn't too comfortable with that relationship. Yeah, I agree. It was it was just a little icky. And and again, like her complete disregard of her siblings is just like what? Not okay, coming. I I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's a like I said, this movie has the gag becomes the strength of the film because the plot you lose you lose the plot um i don't know I, I think that you know it's it's very intimidating to see a movie rated 98% and everybody talking about how great the film is and then you watch it and it just doesn't vibe with you um but i i stand by my observations of this film i'm not entirely i'm not entirely sold and maybe if we see other charlie chaplin films maybe we can get um a full picture of how they go Maybe this is an anomaly. Maybe they were forced to make a 90-minute film. But I'm not entirely... I wouldn't say that I was entirely... Um, I think the movie is fine where it's at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one coming up soonish. You know, another Charlie Chaplin. So it'll be good to see how that changed. But I think... So there have been many movies lately... Mm -hmm. in, in recent years that are dealing with this particular period in Hollywood. Uh, there's Babylon that wasn't that great. There's <laughs> Downton Abbey, the third movie of the Downton Abbey series, I think, that also kind of alluded, alludes to that. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen another movie that's also very similar, like dealing with actresses that are not, that don't have pretty voices, but they look pretty. Right, and they they singing are in, in the this, rain. Singing in the rain, exactly. Right, I love that you know, film. And we, we talked about that movie. <laughs> <I think. laughs> uh, you know, uh, so like having all that context, like what happens behind the scenes, it's it's even more interesting to see. Like she's not talking in this, so it makes you wonder why. She wasn't talking. I I do believe there was Chaplin doing the song, but I I he probably recorded it and they they put it over it, right? Yeah, like, I think that's what he did. Um, and I, I read something that he didn't want to do talkies for a long time. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, just from a from a like time 
capsule kind of thing. I think it's it's interesting in that if you watch many movies, kind of seeing that that middle, that weird middle, which this movie is, it's kind of a weird middle in between, with some talking, some not. Like the mm -hmm. the problem solving was so so funny to me how they did the sales presentation of that feeding robot. Right, mm. where it's like, oh, we cannot have people talk on set. I guess because it was probably loud, right? So yeah. we have a we have a, um, a recording of it play. <laughs> like the problem <laughs> solving that that was kind of neat to see, like how they approached how you know just how they approached those kind of problems. Um, so so just from a movie making perspective, I think it's. It's fascinating to see. Do I want to watch this again? Not really, because it does for ninety minutes. It does feel very long, but uh, it, it, I still enjoyed watching it, just to to experience both Charlie Chaplin and uh, you know the the technical marvels. This this ad. I, I think the next film he did after this was The Dictator, or should I say, it's probably one of his more. Um, elaborate films and i think he talked in that one mm -hmm. um, but it's not rated as highly as this one um right. but he was nominated for an academy award for uh best actor in a leading role and that also had paulette goddard in the film um and i'm pretty sure this was close to when they broke up uh anyway that's uh just tales just tales just tales exactly um, I'm, I'm not going to take away from the brilliance of Charlie Chaplin. I think that his physical comedy was incredible. Um, but I think one of the things that I noticed in the film was that he was older. And that was not the image of Charlie Chaplin that I re I had in my head. I always had a young, I had a smooth-faced younger Charlie Chaplin in my, in my purview. Um, but I think it didn't, he hadn't, I have to watch the older ones to know whether he had lost a step or not. But from what I saw in this one, he did a great job still. The physical comedy was still on point. And uh, if you're a fan of just physical comedy, uh, then, you know, then this movie is for you. I'm, it's like I grew up watching a lot of physical comedy and a lot of people who were um, influenced by Charlie Chaplin, you know, um, one big example is Some Mothers Do Have Him, which uh, starred uh, Michael Crawford. Um, and that was basically Charlie Chaplin um, in the second half of this film. Every single job he goes to, he finds a way to mess it up. Uh, and it was always physical comedy. So they, they, you can see the influences of people who took to that style of comedy. Um, and watching the master at it, it just makes absolute sense that they would do it but i would be curious to know if the other film the, the older films he did were had him in a better in better form or not you know but you know this movie is good for people who like it so yeah yeah cool that's all i had for this one that's all Sick. i have too for this one cool well um next up once upon a time in the west uh -huh. so is this, this is the only this is the only uh this is the one movie that uh Henry Fonda played the bad guy and it's menacing in it and it's not a 90 minute long movie 
It's, it's, I think it's kind of long, but it was uh, Sergio, the Sergio, uh, the Italian director who did Spaghetti Westerns. Um, yeah, I, it's a good film, I thought. Sergio Leone. Um, yeah, I think I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to talking about it. It's a good film. Yep. Um, hopefully, uh, but, my team doesn't lose again, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a better mood. Exactly, exactly. I hope that for you too. You know. Right. So, uh, where can people find us, my good friend? Well, you you can always find us on the wonderful racist website Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm on a tirade against Twitter, man. Elon Musk should shut up. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram on at Movie Mistrial. But if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email to contact at moviemistrial.com. Well, cool. that's all I have this week. That's all I have as well. Uh, I, I should, you know, go out and learn roller skating. <laughs> I'm going to fall down many times. I'm <laughs> sure I would which, too. <laughs> which happened to me quite a lot in high school. But yeah, it's fun. All right. Well, you have a good one. Enjoy the parade. You too. Take care. All right, man. Bye.